Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. So as we discussed before, the uh, the latest legalization for marijuana bill was really, in my opinion, larded up with a lot of stuff that really, well, obviously Republicans are going vote, vote against it anyway. You already have Republicans who are afraid to vote for this thing. That's my take. Uh, they, they fear active, older constituents and such, and some people, uh, I think, just don't want to do it. But it's also uh, Democrats uh, who don't really want this thing to be legalized. You could see that because you have uh, the Speaker of the House, Pete Schwarzkopf, voting no on this latest bill, and a couple other Democrats not voting, meaning that they were just a couple of votes shy, or maybe three votes shy of the 25 needed to pass legalization of marijuana here in Delaware. And I was reading the bill, and I, and I saw this, I thought, you know, it actually requires union labor if you're going to have a build-out in a shopping center or whatever, uh, you know, to sell marijuana, as opposed to keeping it simple. Look, we have liquor stores. They sell alcohol, which is a lot more problematic than marijuana anyway. Why not just keep it simple? No, 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 no. you got too many political cronies and all these other groups that need to get their peace and everything. It's just uh, they're probably going to make it as much of a mess as California where there's so many taxes and fees and everything that they have now a very robust black market in competition with that. So in addition to that, I get a phone call uh, yesterday saying that looks looks like they're going to sunset an important committee regarding medical marijuana. I'm thinking, wait, wait, what's going on here? So... I wanted to get this thing cleared up and find out what's going on, especially for you listening. Laura Shearer's on the phone. She's with uh, Delaware Normal, national organization to, well, it used to be repeal. I think now it's reform marijuana laws. Laura, uh, I guess the acronym was changed at some time. Is that right? Yes, indeed. So we are the national organization for the reform of marijuana laws. Right. I'm looking. I'm, I'm an old guy. I'm going to just repeal them. You know, so get it, get it off uh, the, you know, Joe Biden, born before 1945, it was your organization that did a poll and found out that the vast majority of people who are against legalizing marijuana for recreational, recreational use are people born before 1945. Hello, Joe Biden. So it just needs to come off uh, the Schedule One list of drugs. It's not a narcotic. It's not addictive. Uh, but there's, there's just so much politics and, I think, fear around this. So tell me now, um, and share with, with our listeners, what's being sunset and what's going to be the effect? Yeah, absolutely. So the Medical Marijuana Oversight Committee is what they are trying to sunset or, in fact, terminate. Uh, The medical marijuana program uh, had this committee for the past several years to try to ensure that patient needs are being met, but also that the compassion centers or dispensaries, as they're called in other states, are operating in compliance with state regulations and laws. Um, On the patient end of this, we as an advocacy group have helped patients, have seen patients, have given testimony ourselves numerous times at these meetings for patient needs that have gone, quite frankly, unmet. Several times the committee failed to meet a quorum, meaning they didn't have even the necessary you know, members of the committee to be considered an official meeting, yet the state, the the Office of Medical Marijuana, the Department of Health and Human Social Services all think that the committee has fulfilled its need and is no longer needed. All right. So so if they just to say, okay, we don't need the uh, committee anymore, it's it's gone. 
Uh, what does that mean now for people who have medical marijuana cards? It it could it could have a devastating effect on our patient community. Quite honestly, um, I believe it would mean that there would be little to no opportunity for patients to have a platform to express their concerns. You know, if a patient has a grievance with one of these dispensaries, that is the place where they are legally allowed to go buy their medicine. Their their option would then be to go to the company and say, I don't think you're treating me fairly. I don't think this is an equitable price. I don't think that this is a reasonable business measure and hope that the company would listen to their customer and change their policy. We would lose the backup of our state lawmakers and of the medical marijuana office to help filter these concerns and complaints. Is there a, a parallel similar office like that for people who feel uh, that they're not being treated well by just any pharmacy? See, I, I, I asked I that. Yeah, you don't know. Question. I don't need it. And I asked that because, well, you know, what is the recourse of people who feel they're being ill-treated by a pharmacy? Well, that's to go to the State Department of Justice, the AG's office and such. Uh, mm-hmm. wouldn't, wouldn't people who feel like they're being mistreated by a, a dispensary just then go to the Department of Justice and the AG's office? Indeed. I think that they, they could, they should, um, maybe in an organization like the Better Business Bureau even at that because it's just a Delaware business at this point. As long as they are following um, what the lawmakers say is the T of the law, it seems like lawmakers are saying that they don't care about these patient concerns, that they it's not important to them. You know, the money is coming in, the profits are where they need to be, but what what about these patients? Now, I'm just wondering, what, what extra support does this committee give the, these patients that they could not receive from uh, DOJ and the, uh, the AG's office, like anybody who complains about a pharmacy? Sadly, uh, little to none. There was a biannual meeting where they did allow for patient comment. That patient comment was, as a matter of fact, public record. So we could use those old committee public records to say, hey, look, we, we're, we're building a, a paper trail, right? That's pretty much all we got at this point, Rick, quite honestly, because I, as a Delaware patient, have gone to every single one of those medical marijuana oversight committee meetings. And quite frankly, my concerns have been dismissed time and time again. So correct me if I'm wrong, if maybe I'm mishearing something here, Laura. And by the way, folks, you've just tuned in. It's Laura Shearer, and she's with the Delaware Normal National Organization to Reform Marijuana Laws. Um, it sounds to me like uh, this is an ineffective committee. It's not really helping people, and they might as well get rid of it anyway. Hey, it's a hard toss, right? So while it is ineffective, like I said, it's our only hope. <laughs> um, we Patients have rallied in other ways. You know, in previous years, there have been lawsuits to try to hold these dispensaries accountable. There have been numerous protests and rallies at the actual dispensaries themselves um, trying to do what a consumer would do when they don't approve with a business practice, boycott the business. Well, um, wait, 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 wait. But, what, uh, here's something I'm, uh, that here's something that's kind of left off the conversation right now, Laura, and that is this. Um, what are some of the complaints that you're talking about? First and foremost, the, the prices. The prices are exuberantly high, especially for some of these multi-state operators or MSOs like Columbia Care who have uh, locations here in Delaware, but also in other states. The prices that you can buy cannabis here in Delaware are higher than what you pay in neighboring states of Maryland and um, 
Virginia, for example, and uh, a couple weeks ago, we were out at Columbia Care talking about just that, some of those prices. Uh, lack of consistent strain or supply availability. Patients are allotted uh, so many ounces per week for purchase, and many patients like myself use multiple ounces in cooking things like tincture. Um, if you can't purchase multiple ounces of the same strand, you, you have an ineffective medical treatment. That would be like them substituting, you know, your, your heart pressure medicine or your insulin and just saying this should be good enough, even though this is not what works best for your medical needs. This is all that we have that's available. Is part of that uh, just due to supply chain problems we're seeing with a lot of different uh, products? Um, no, I would say that they are tailoring what they put out to meet their profit margins and not listening to their patients' needs. There are a few uh, dispensaries, you know, compassion centers here in Delaware. There's one compassion center in Delaware that has been doing a better job in listening to some of these patient needs, and that would be First State Compassion Center. Um, they have provided larger amounts. They are trying to create um, a new price scale available to um, offer a range, right? So you can get larger quantities at a lower price point. We would like to see them offer some of these discounts available every day. For example, veterans only get a discount one day a week, where at some centers, veterans get a discount every day of the week. Um, some of those things should be clear and uniform, regardless of which uh, compassion center we're visiting, right? Whether I go fill my prescription at Walgreens or I fill my prescription at CVS, I'm getting the same product. I'm, I'm paying the same price. And that's not the case for medical patients, medical cannabis patients here in Delaware visiting these dispensaries. Yeah, I, I guess uh, it's more akin to um, a compounding agency, you know, a compounding pharmacy than it would be to a pharmacy that says, you know, here's the generic of whatever it is you're purchasing. And it's made by whatever company, Teva in Israel or or some company here. So it's it's closer to like the compounding pharmacies where in uh, you're talking about you know the same kind of strain and such. Uh, let me ask you this. It's Laura Shearer, by the way. She's uh, with Delaware Normal National Organization to Reform Marijuana Laws. So Senator Tizzy Lockman and Representative Stephanie Bolden are powerful mm -hmm. members of, of this committee. What would you like mm -hmm. to say to them? If you could have their ear right now, what do you want to say to them about uh, this Medical Marijuana Oversight Committee that looks like it's going to be disbanded? I would say to take a, take a beat, take a pause, take a second to listen to the medical cannabis patients here in Delaware that have time and time again tried to express concerns about the program. We have shown up in force to these oversight committee meetings. We have gone on public record giving our comments of concern, and um, quite frankly, they have been met unmet. Uh, Representative Stephanie Bolden has frequently not even appeared for the, the meeting. She has really? not made herself available to patient concerns. Um, Representative Stephanie Bolden also did not vote in favor of adult use legalization, which many patients believe could increase access, could increase availability, could increase honestly safe access for all Delawareans, not just our you know those who have the opportunity to participate in the medical program. 
I do know that Senator Tizzy Lockman ha- has tried. She, I personally have reached out to her, and she has been very, very gracious at um, hearing my concerns. Um, she seems like she wants to help, right? She definitely seems like she's available to listen. I know previously that she asked all patients to reach out to her, so I would go on record as saying Delaware medical cannabis patients, now is the time to reach out to Senator Tizzy Lockman and ask her to stand behind us. Um, Let me ask you a question. Uh, Laura, since you talk to these people, do you have any reason why uh, Stephanie Bolden voted against legalization of marijuana? There are numerous reasons, I think, Rick, and that could be a whole other conversation for sure. Um, I know that we as an organization have been actively campaigning in her district and her constituents support this issue. Mm-hmm. Um, her fellow Wilmington lawmakers support this issue. I'm hopeful that she will, you know, side on the right side of history and um, with, well, with all those folks that say that this is the right thing. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if anyone really cares about that. Just, I, I just wonder if people just care about, you know, how they benefit in the moment. Um, well, good luck to you. And I want to get to Thank Mike you, before we uh, before we leave uh, this conversation. Uh, Mike, you're on. Good morning. How are you? This this I, I'm glad Laura touched on a lot of subjects. Um, my name is Michael Wurchafter. I'm a member of Delaware Normal and a member of Delaware Cannabis Advocacy Network and a activist in this program, both uh, the medical program, which I am a patient of, but in regards to legalization. This oversight committee and shuttering it, it's our only communication tool between patient and dispensary and making sure that they meet the guidelines that have already been set to them. I'm going to give you a simple example, Rick. When you go out and you buy Band-Aids, sunscreen, and gauze, you can go to CVS, Walgreens, or uh, Rite Aid, and you can find those. Mm-hmm. Right now, if I need to buy certain strains, I have to go to two different dispensaries. And only one dispensary in the state, one program first state, actually provides other raw materials from this plant, like cooking hash, which you will not find at Fresh in Newark, which you will not find at Columbia Care. Uh, the farm down in Kent County is the only facility I know that's truly making edibles. These programs, these these products should be available at every facility, reasonably priced and marketed evenly across the industry, not one price at one dispensary. And I go over here and I get a discount at this one because I'm a veteran, but this other one's not going to give it to me. That's that's, you know, thing that's wrong. It needs to be evenly priced. Well, it seems to me, I'm going to interject here, too. It seems to me if they just made it simple, you know, don't require union labor to do a build-out, especially these companies that, that already have employees to do that kind of thing. Now they, or they have contracted workers. Now they're taking food off the table of contracted workers and saying, oh, no, you're not allowed to feed them. You have to feed the union workers. Garbage like that in the bill. Just make it simple. Have the liquor stores sell it. And by gosh, uh, Mike, you're going to have discounts at one place or another place uh, in a competitive marketplace like that. But, but I hear what you're saying, and I appreciate the call. I want to get back to Laura as we uh, wrap this up, talking about not just the legalization of marijuana here in Delaware as well, but uh, also now, as Laura Shearer and other members of uh, cannabis advocacy groups here in Delaware are concerned about closing, shuttering, uh, just shutting down the Medical Marijuana Oversight Committee. Last word to you, Laura. 
Yeah, I think it would be important for all Delaware cannabis patients and all supporters, really, to reach out to their lawmakers and ask them to take a breath, to listen to patients' concerns, to see what is the solution moving forward. If this committee needs to end, what will be the voice for patients to express these concerns? Yeah, I I hear you. My guess is they're going to say, oh, just go to the AG's office like everybody else. (laughs) So... That's that's just my guess. Uh, Laura, nice talking with you. Be well and Thank keep in touch. We appreciate it. And, and keep in touch. All right, take care. Well, you know, I am one of those registered Republicans who uh, agrees and has agreed for decades that marijuana needs to be legalized and taxed fairly, not overtaxed like California, where the taxations and the fees create a very robust black market. I don't know if that was on purpose or if the lawmakers are just greedy. I'm thinking they're just kind of greedy. And I go back to William F. Buckley Jr., who is uh, a staunch voice for conservatism in this this country, Uh, started, uh, what, the Intercollegiate Scholastic Institute, uh, as well as National Review for educational purposes as well. No one's perfect. No one's going to agree with everything he or anyone else says. And he did say, even in the 1970s, right? It was the late 70s. He said... From a conservative point of view, marijuana is a lot less problematic than alcohol. It's not addictive. And by the way, this is before there were all these robust studies showing it's not a gateway drug. Um, The vast majority, well, over 90% of people who smoke weed don't go on anything harder. Alcohol is more of a gateway drug. Peer, your peer group, as as well as uh, trying to self-medicate for other mental problems. That's certainly a gateway to the hard drugs, but not marijuana. All right, your take is always welcome at 302 529 Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.